0: Three, two, one.
1: Well, you see on this car with the American Legion, it says, be the one. Be the one to ask, are you OK? It's to help veteran uh, suicide prevention. Well, to use those very words, Alex Pillow is the one. He is the one in this 2023 IndyCar season. He is the one here at Road America. And Alex Pillow wins again, back-to-back races. He wins the Sancio Grand Prix. welcome back to the 16th street scanner i'm aj we are coming to you live from the most beautiful city on earth chicago illinois i'm sitting here across the kitchen table from my good pal and co-host mr tyler page tyler how we doing uh doing good
2: aj i don't know if it's the most beautiful city but it's definitely a good city you know blue
1: collar a lot of good beef <laughs> good beer I, I don't know. I was thinking as I was driving in, coming up, you know, up the Dan Ryan, I was thinking to myself, if Chicago had a Mediterranean climate, oh, yeah. This would be the, like, biggest city on earth. Maybe not maybe not population wise, but. You got a lot of history here, you know, Blues Brothers,
2: um, <laughs> Second City. Uh, yeah. There's so much going on. Yeah. So, you know, the Midwest were flyover, but it's cool man.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> it's good to be here recording in person. Um anyway, let's let's talk about road America. I know we're coming to you a little late. It's Thursday, June 22nd. So we're we're a few, a few days late, but uh Tyler's fresh off the river out of the canoe.
2: <laughs> fresh off the river. <laughs> the so
1: so we, it took us a couple extra days. Tyler had to to uh, reacquaint himself with yeah, society I crawled out of the river <laughs> yeah so anyway yeah he he is uh he's caught up on on uh the sancio Grand Prix at Road America this weekend um Alex Pillow won kind of stole it at the last in the last 10 laps or so from Colton Herda. kind of a heartbreaking finish if if you're a, a Herta fan but um yeah Tyler what'd you think of the race
2: uh this was probably one of my favorites this year I don't know if it beats out Long Beach. Uh, it's funny because Poel just kind of runs away with everything this time. But <laughs> in terms of like attention, I was very focused, um, and I, you know, I was a little hurt that Hurt I didn't didn't pull through, and that seems like a strategy issue. Uh, and I can't I can't help but wonder if Brian Brian was around. <laughs>
1: That's true. That's a very good point. What would the call be? You know, would he stay out one more lap? Did we talk about that last week? That like the last like last half of Andretti's wins have been with Herda on the stand. Brian Herda on yeah. the stand. Did we talk about that last no, week? I don't think so. I saw that somewhere. I can't remember. It might have been in Marshall Pruitt's mailbag, which I do think we talked about this last okay, week. Okay, maybe we did. But it does make you think Is he the X Factor here? Is you know I don't know if that's fair
2: to say that he's an X-Factor, but he certainly, those two working in tandem, created something magical. Well, and
1: and Andretti's got one win this year, and it's Kyle Kirkwood, who had Brian Herta calling the race for him. So, I don't know. I I think a lot of people question that (laughs) move (laughs) when it happened earlier this year, and it seems like there might have been something to that, but... Yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, Hurta could have won this race, though, without his dad. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that was, I I did see, I think it was also Marshall Pruitt that reported this, but they, they didn't get a full fill on the last stop. So he stopped a lap earlier, so he already had to save, and then he didn't have a full tank. I felt like you could tell when you yeah. watched
2: the, uh, they did like a slow-mo of him pulling away, uh-huh. and like, you know, the guy like with the, the fueler, like just pulling out last minute, <laughs> and like, the guy like shot at the, you know, shot the water at it really quick, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you don't want to be saving fuel when you're only trying to go 15 laps, I don't know, Yeah, that seems a
1: little weird. Well, it's, it's not, I mean, it's four miles, like,
3: it's a yeah, long, yeah, it's a long
1: 15, yeah, yeah, it's a long fifteen laps. It's a lot different than pretty much everywhere else. <laughs> like even Indy's only two and a half miles, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it. it Herda kind of lost it, not uh, out of you know nothing he did wrong, but he was also burning that push to pass.
2: Uh, yeah. So I don't know if he just didn't have the speed either, which is you know.
1: Well, he used a lot of it on the in and out laps. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, I,
2: I think he should, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So I mean, it, it's not like, you know, I don't think it was a waste. Yeah, but it could have could have played a factor in the, in the fuel saving, I guess, if he used a ton of it on the Outlap. Or I guess would that have been the stop before? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah, I can't remember. It's been. <laughs> it's been a few days. Really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We should talk about Polo, though, because, I mean... This was Pelot's. This is a
2: defining moment, I think. Yeah. He's solid.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it felt like he had the momentum coming into this weekend. Now it feels like he's in control. Yeah. Do you think anyone can catch him? No. No? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so either. Yeah. Someone's going to need some bad luck. Yeah, I mean,
2: um, yeah. Part of it is luck too, because uh, well, he's won three out of the four last races, right? Yeah. Uh, except for Indy, which he probably would have won if VK didn't. <laughs> yeah. Reaction yeah. <laughs> into him in the pit. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, just crazy. Can you imagine if he won the last four races?
0: No.
1: <laughs> yeah, I won. Imagine if Indy had still been double points. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it would be. Yeah. He's, I mean, yeah, like I said, he's in control now. So, yeah, it's his championship to lose. Is there anyone you think? I know we talked about this last week, too. So, who's in points behind him? So, Uh, Marcus Erickson is 74 points back in second. Joseph Newgarden is 81 points back in third. So, hmm. I'm, you know, I mean, maybe
2: <laughs> 81 points is a lot, but maybe Newgarden can somehow figure that out. Yeah. If there's someone who can right now this year. I yeah. Because he took second uh, at Road America and you know, obviously he won Indy.
1: Yeah. I, I think for me... Knowing how Palo has dominated, like Newgarden is the only driver capable of matching that. Yeah. I think. Right now at least. And I think in order to make it a conversation this year, someone's gonna have to rattle off three or four in a row. Like mm-hmm. they're gonna have to Yes. Go on a run. Yeah. Like And you're gonna have to beat Pelow. Yeah. Which no one can do right now. No. No, I, like, honestly, the only comparison I can think of to make it close would be like a Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire type thing, where they're just like so far ahead of everyone yeah. else, but they're going back and forth. Mm-hmm. That's the only scenario I can see, like, it being close at the end of the year, yeah. which is unfortunate. And, and when,
2: when you're talking about this to me right now, I think about Scott Dixon after the race when they were talking to him. Mm-hmm. And he he just said, like, oh, yeah, it's his championship, you know? Yeah. And, it like, I feel like everyone's kind of like, yeah, this dude's just running it. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, like, I don't know, very defeatist.
1: Uh, but what are you going to do? I know. Well, I mean, sometimes things just go wrong. But, uh, you know, it could also be, you know, it could just be his year. Yeah. it's It's, it's interesting to me talking about this right now. In the way we're thinking about it when in comparison to the way we think and talk about Formula One. Because <laughs> it's similar? Yeah. But I mean, it is it is similar, but we're not talking about it in a similar way, you know? Well, like, yeah. F1's been wrapped up since like the second race. Well, yeah. But it's <laughs> weird how different it feels, even though like there is one guy kind of in control and dominating. Mm-hmm. It can all fall apart. Yeah, it still yeah. doesn't feel like... Max feels like it feels predestined. It's done. It's yes. a done deal. This in no way feels
2: like it's an absolute lock. For it, me, it, as, as a new fan, it does feel like it's probably like 80%.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like it's mostly a lock. Uh-uh. Yeah. So I don't know if that's accurate or not.
1: I mean, he's far and away the favorite, like yeah. it's you know it's like dream team kind of stuff, <laughs> you know, like at this point you it would' take a miracle, yeah, <laughs> I guess it maybe nineteen eighty u s hockey team, is yeah, yeah, yeah. A better comparison <laughs> <laughs> we need a miracle, but um yeah i I don't know, it just like. I think part of it, too, is that you know anyone can win. That makes it feel different.
2: Well, like, yeah. Like, anyone can win any individual race. Yes. Which is not the case in F1. No. <laughs> it's either. It's like, oh, Checo won one. What yeah. crap. Yeah. Where, like, here it's like, oh, well, Poel might not win it,
1: but he'll be top He'll be on the podium. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's all he needs to do. Yeah, yeah at this point, he could probably finish yeah. third in every race for the rest of the year. Well, that would probably be the case anyway. If you if you finished on the podium in every race, you deserve. Yeah, yeah you probably to deserve win a championship. But do you think? So I don't know if you saw this or not. um There was a. I think it was again Marshall Pruitt. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Marshall Pruitt podcast. The, the,
2: the Marshall Pruitt <laughs> podcast review, where you just tell me what happened.
1: What Marshall Pruitt wrote this week. Um, I, he reported that that apparently Ganassi has made him a huge offer to stay. Um, and also Pillow is has his agents out fielding, trying to
2: beat that offer?
1: Well, no. No. Trying to... Well, I guess technically, yes. Because I think every F1 team could beat that offer. But oh. they're out there trying to get him an F1 ride.
2: Wow. So, like, how does that work with... Does he have the, like, super car license? Like, is that...
1: Super license? Yeah. Yeah. So, I think it's the top three in IndyCar automatically qualify. Hmm. Um, You get the, uh, you know... The number of points required to to get
2: a super license. Why would he want to go to F1 though? He's dominating
1: here. Because it's money. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. You get paid way more. Yeah. Even if if Chip gives him like an obscene amount of money for IndyCar standards, he would still probably make more in F1. Especially the way things are looking at Red Bull with... Yeah. With them not having a great, I mean, I don't know if Danny Ricardo is in the conversation. Uh, not doesn't uh, really I don't seem think like it. Like a serious conversation, yeah. no. Um, but it seems like that seat isn't necessarily determined yeah. yet. Checos, right? Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah. I feel like he could be potentially vying for that, and I mean that wouldn't be totally unheard of. I don't think. I mean, there were rumors that Red Bull was trying to get of for an AlphaTauri yeah, yeah. ride over the off season, or maybe last fall. I can't remember when that yeah, was. Yeah, when
2: was the last time someone made a jump from IndyCar to F1? Um...
1: It was probably Sebastian Bourdais. At that point, it was Toro Rosso. Yeah. Um, but he went and drove over there. Before that, it was Juan Pablo Montoya. Mm-hmm. Um... But I can't think of anyone else that's gone from IndyCard F1 recently. Well, I mean, I with the way Polo is driving, I feel like he could do. It. Oh, yeah. And the way he showed
2: up at Coda last year in yeah. practice. He could grab some some contract for sure. Yeah. But I can't help but think Chip Ganassi went over to him in the winter circle. <laughs> grabbed him by the head. Gave him a little uh, what do, we, what do we call that in wrestling? Uh, cow, cow, cowtail. You I were remember. the
1: wrestler. I was not the wrestler. Cow,
2: cow, something. <laughs> um, and uh, and he just you know grabbed him by the back of his neck and he just said, "I'm gonna make you a millionaire."
1: <laughs> <laughs> well.
2: I don't know what he said, but it was very mysterious. And you know, he got and chip. Chip came up from that, and he looked right at the camera and was all smiley. Someone might have even asked him, like, hey, what would you say to him? And he was just like, yeah, I
1: congratulated him. He probably said something like, good luck trying to leave or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it is. It will be interesting to see, even if the F1 stuff doesn't work out, if he were to still go to, to McLaren.
2: Yeah, I mean, McLaren's got the money, man. Um they do but they if, could probably pay him F1 well maybe not total F1
1: money but pretty close to F1 money too. I don't think they would. I think no. they could. I don't think they would. Yeah. I I don't I don't see the benefit of them paying him F1 money to drive any car.
0: Yeah.
1: Like that doesn't I don't think that makes a lot of sense for them. That's fair. Cuz that also sets a precedent for them that mm-hmm. like we can
2: pay this much money. Yes. Yeah. And
1: if someone better than Pelo comes along which, I mean, it's pretty unlikely.
2: <laughs> yeah, at least within the next few years. Yeah,
1: but he's
2: mm-hmm. got to be better than, like, uh, I think Pelot is better than some of the F1 McLaren drivers. Um, oh,
1: yeah. I think Pelot, if... Uh, Pelot one of the top drivers in the world right now. Yeah. Like, I would put him up against anyone. Yeah, like, I think that's fair. Uh, like, I, I don't know who you would consider from, like, the NASCAR crowd, maybe Kyle Larson. Yeah. You know, Kyle Larson, Max Verstappen, Alex Pillow. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Well, maybe not right now. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, he's still got it. It's yeah, not it's like, just the car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it will be interesting to see how this all plays out, though. I Honestly, I wouldn't leave. I would stay at Canassi. I think that's the way I would go.
2: Yeah, but you're probably more, I don't know. When I think about my professional life, Mm -hmm. you have to be out for yourself, kind of. You can't be worried about what other people are doing because if you are, you're not going to make good decisions for you. Yeah. So, pull out leaves, that makes sense. Uh, I hope he makes the best decision for him that he can. I hope he makes a crap ton of money. I'm sure he will after this.
1: (laughs) No matter where he goes, he's going to make a bunch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's I get caught like caught in the middle between, you know, is the most important thing winning races or is the most important thing making as much money as you can while you can. Yeah. Depends on values. You know? Yeah. Cuz it, it's not like it's not like this is the difference between it's not like it's a LeBron contract. Yeah. Where it's like the difference between three hundred and twenty million and like three hundred and fifty million.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: it's like probably eight or ten million. Which yeah. on it I mean, that would either of those money amounts of money would be life changing for me and pretty much everyone.
2: Yeah, most of the world. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: But like that's twenty percent, you know. Yeah. Yeah,
2: no, eight to ten. That's that's a good jump. Yeah. You have to think about it. Yeah, it's hard to uh, it's hard to say. I hope Polo stays in IndyCar. That's all I want. Me too. If he goes to McLaren, I can deal with that. Uh, you know, he'd probably kick Rosie out.
1: I think that would be really interesting, having Pato, Rossi, and Polo all on the same team. Jesus. I mean, yeah. Talk about, like... Yeah. Yeah. A all super team, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I feel like that would be such an interesting dynamic. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I feel like it, it, they would all be kind. Con- it would almost feel like an F1 team. Like they all, you know, in that situation where they kind of both think they're the number one driver. Kind of like Max and Danny Ricardo for a while. For, yeah. Red Bull, You know. Part of me feels like would Pato want to leave? Because he doesn't feel like he's the top dog anymore. It's hard to get that far
2: down the speculation rabbit hole.
1: Yes, that is a very big leap. <laughs> but but I if, feel like it could change the entire complexion of the team.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you bring in Pelo to McLaren, uh, Pato suddenly has to deal with the fact that he is now second fiddle.
1: Yeah. Because um, right now I think he's a top dog there. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. Then he acts like that. And, I mean, the results kind of yeah, reflect that. Yeah. But Rossi is still very good. So Yeah. He just hasn't done that this year. No. And, I mean, Rosenquist is really good. I, I don't want to, like, I, I don't want people to forget that mm. because he is really good. He just can't figure out how to close out a race. Because, <laughs> I mean, this week, for example, he drove back from... Essentially, last he was down to like 18th or something, right? Yeah. After he got spun out by EK, yeah. which we'll talk about <laughs> Renus later. But I mean, he drove his way back up to inside the top 10.
2: Yeah, it's not nothing, man. Really. Yeah.
1: So it's yeah. I don't know. I guess the, so. I guess the question I'm asking is, does McLaren want <laughs> to bring Blow in? I mean, well, yeah, they do. They you do, do. If you have the chance to sign the best driver in the yeah in the series right now, yeah, you absolutely yeah, absolutely would. But so, um, one last thing on Pello. I don't know. Is there anything else on um, Pello you wanted to talk no, about? No,
2: I think uh, I'm. I'm. I feel like we covered the gamut with Pello, but unless you have
1: something, well, I have one more thing. Okay, is Professor of Precision the worst nickname of all time?
2: That sounds like a uh, bad '80s NBA nickname <laughs> <laughs> for a white guy. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah.
1: He's like the third leading assist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's
2: like uh, yeah. who? Uh, like who was the white guy on the Bulls? Uh, who who ended up being uh, Steve,
1: Steve Kerr? Well, there's Steve no, Kerr, Steve John Paxson. Paxson. oh
2: yeah Yeah. that's like a paxton (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah yeah or or like a 1920s like vaudeville yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) professor of precision or like a shitty instagram magician yeah
2: (laughs) yeah i could see that like i mean it's got the alliteration uh but like why why is precision i don't know just call him.
1: There's I, so many of them. I things. feel like it's redundant. Who Profi- called him I, that? Townsend. Townsend uh, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Which we can talk about that later, too. Yeah, we can talk about Townsend. Yeah.
2: Um, should he be the guy giving out nicknames? I don't know. I'll give anything a shot. Like, I'll give people a shot, you know, uh, with that kind of stuff, but he just never. This one did not land.
1: Can you imagine that on a shirt, though? No, that's not going to sell. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to sell. It's a terrible. It's yeah. a terrible. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel validated. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Absolutely.
2: Yeah.
1: um, Do you want to talk about Colton Herta anymore? Yeah,
2: I do want to talk about Colton Herta because I wanted Colton Herta win this race. Yeah, me too. And he led for a long time. Yeah. And um, I thought I thought he had it in the bag. uh, Didn't have it. You know, um, my buddy John was up there at the race and got a photo with Herta uh it was his first time i think he was just at qualifying mm-hmm. or practice i can't remember but you got i don't know that's that's an exciting moment no that's to cool. get a photo of colton is like yeah
1: i, I don't think that's any easy task. maybe it is up there versus indy i mean compared to most other sports i think it's it's easy in indycar to be able to interact with the athletes yeah um but that's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Well, he tried to
2: get a picture with Grosjean, and Grosjean ended up dropping something right as he wanted to take the picture. And so Grosjean's, like, looking at the ground. Um. So he didn't even, like, offer to retake it? Not that I'm aware of. But th- it was a very telling... For the race, you know, I would say John's a good luck charm. and I think he said that, too. Because... <laughs> 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 You gotta look at the camera when John's around, man. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was a rough weekend for Grosjean.
2: Yeah. Uh, do we have that in the notes to talk about him? I yeah, I, I okay. threw it in there. Okay, because that this was a I think this was a big race for Grosjean. Oh yeah. Well, in the, a bad way. <laughs> oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, but part of what I was thinking too during the race was how many times did Grosjean spin. Like yeah. three times, three or four times. Yeah. He couldn't have done that when Herda was trying to save fuel. He couldn't have spun <laughs> and brought out a yellow for two laps just to save Save, for to
2: save some fuel. Yeah. Herda needed more than two laps of
1: fuel. I mean... Probably. There was a lot of mismanagement there. But it's still two laps would have helped. Two, two laps, laps under help. yellow would have helped. That would have gone a long, long way.
2: I don't know... <laughs> There was a moment where uh, they heard a. I think heard had just passed below, uh, and and uh, they cut to the radio, and he's like, "How long do we need to have these? How long do I need <laughs> yeah. to save for?" And he's like, 15 laps." He's like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Didn't he say, "Oh fuck"? Yeah. <laughs> it was like
1: immediately. Everyone was like, "Yeah, this
0: isn't gonna work
2: out." Yeah. Well.
1: <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's how you know it's not good. Yeah, If that's your driver's immediate reaction.
2: After, like, just pitting? Yes. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you gotta wonder what they were thinking with that decision. I get, like, as many on-track incidents as there were, I get wanting to stop and get it out of the way. But when you got a guy like Pillow behind you... Yeah. I think you have to play as aggressive as you can. Yeah. Well, th- the other thing too is like the the undercut was kind of working. Yeah, it was, it was. You know, it was fine. It's it did seem like pitting earlier was the way to go most of the race, at least my recollection of it. But yeah, you gotta <laughs> you you can't like <laughs> this hurt was hurt yourself doing it. Yeah,
2: this it seemed like a very big misjudgment.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So if Brian Herder was there, maybe. Well so if Pelot stays, mm-hmm. do you think Herda would be a target for McLaren? Yeah. Um, I do think you think it has to be on the list? Do you think Herda should consider going to McLaren if the opportunity arose? Although it does sound like Marcus Erickson might be on their radar too. Erickson should go. Um Eric well, Erickson needs a paid ride, right? Well, did you see did you See any of the um, the comments he made this weekend regarding mm-hmm. his Marcus Erickson, regarding no, I his, did not. His free agency situation. So he told Kevin Lee, and I I can't remember if this was during practice or qualifying, but basically he said, "Ganassi told me I need to bring money for this ride," and he said, "I'm." Like I don't want to bring money. Like yeah, I,
2: yeah. I, I am good enough to not bring money.
1: Yeah. Um. Which part of me thinks that is because Chip is putting all his chips towards blow. Yeah. <laughs> chips putting all his. <laughs> I like, it. I like that, it. That wasn't on purpose. No, you should um, do it on
2: purpose. I'm going to use that.
1: <laughs> but. Yeah, I. I don't know. It, I kind of agree with him. I think he's earned the right to get paid. Erickson has definitely earned the right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you win the Indy 500. Yeah. That's kind of, you know, that yeah. doesn't happen on accident.
2: No, and he's consistent. And he's good. Yeah. I, I don't know how many top 10 finishes he has this year, but I would guess it's more top 10 finishes than outside of the top 10. It's um, I'm
1: pretty sure his worst finish this year is like
2: 11th. Yeah. Which makes sense to me because he's just that kind of guy. Um, so, yeah, I think he should. If Pelos stays at Ganassi, McLaren should definitely get Erickson. Yeah. I'm assuming Rosie e. C is already. He's out.
3: Yeah.
1: Unless um, they go to four cars, I can't see him staying. No. Or, well, getting to stay. I hope he sticks around, but. Yeah, I hope he finds a spot. Yeah. Um, Marcus Erickson's worst finish. This year, so far, is 10th. There so, you go. He has eight top 10s. Yeah, that's that's pretty damn good. Um, Pillow also has eight top 10s, and his worst finish is... eighth. Did I say worth? Worth? worst? Worst finish is eighth. <laughs> I understand what you mean. Erickson has three podiums and one win. Pillow has... Four podiums and three wins. So wild. Wow. Yeah. I mean they're so far this year, I mean, obviously they've been the most consistent. Yeah. Like, they're I mean I don't think Erickson's on the same level as Pelot. I don't think they're I wouldn't consider them equals in terms of talent. But I don't know, Marcus Erickson almost feels like a like a Scott Dixon clone to me. Like, oh yeah, I mean Scott Dixon is obviously racked up a ton of wins over yeah. the over his career, but it's always felt like he's been more like a consistency guy. Like I, I, it's I have a hard time recalling any instances where he like totally dominated or like you know from Friday to Sunday was the guy the whole weekend and like. I, I, I'm i pretty sure Dixon's last poll was at the 500 last year. Like, I mean, he's a good qualifier, but, you know, he's not putting on poll every weekend like Will Power is, you know? Yeah. I know I did see something that Scott Dixon is second in all time wins and second in all time, like, runner ups. <laughs> so I feel like Marcus Erickson's kind of trending that direction. If he could rattle off a couple more wins every year, one or two more. You know? Yeah. That's the trajectory that I can see him on. But maybe Erickson just gets
2: into a, a team that, that's set up for him. I mean, I don't know what, what's going on over there right now. So maybe a paid ride changes
1: things for him. That's true. Well, I, they did say this weekend that Pillow and Dixon both have backup cards. Marcus Erickson does not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can't take the same risk. Yeah, so... Yeah. That does that does say a lot about how the team views the pecking order. Mm. When last year's Indy five hundred winner doesn't get a doesn't. backup car, yeah. So it's a shame. Yeah, I kind of related. I mean, is Erickson number two at Canassi right now? Though, like, do, is he over, their number two driver over, over, over Dixon? Dixon? Like, is Dixon kind of? Uh, I, I don't obviously, know. Obviously, he has the history in, in like... Dixon's you know. a
2: known commodity. Yeah. Uh, and he Chip Ganassi said, hey, like, even at the end of the race from 4-1, he's like, hey, you know, Scott Dixon had a hell of a race, too. Because mm-hmm. um, he came from, like, 18th
0: or 19th to 4th. I think it
1: was further back than
2: that. Maybe. 24th to 4th?
1: 23rd. Oh. 23rd. 23rd to
2: 4th. Yeah. Nuts. And he was fighting Pato uh, for a while there, kind of. Um, So I don't think you can say at this point that Erickson's the number two guy. Um, What if Erickson goes to
1: Ray Hall, Letterman, lanigan I think that would be an all-time poor decision. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be... Hey, although I want RLL to do well, I do too. But like, well, I guess Harvey's probably not going to be there next year. Yeah, and I guess I if Graham so. leaves, but I don't know where Graham would go either. Graham's sticking around. Yeah, he's just, that's just who he is. Although, if but I guess he'd have to pay for the ganassi right, probably. Yeah, uh, rail. I guess. Er- yeah, uh, we're. This is this like is, this is big speculation. Yes, like we're like. Charlie like, Kelly, with well, that's okay. Pepe yeah. Sylvia, <laughs> like
2: there's no, I mean, there's no the iron like, on the board. Yeah, there's no actual evidence for any of this. No, that I'm saying right now, none at all. But it is in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for it to happen. As a Rahel letterman and fan,
1: yeah, I mean, it would be interesting. It would definitely be. People said the same thing about Lewis Hamilton when he went to Mercedes and look how that panned out. So hey. David Letterman opens up the checkbook for Well, and they got that BMW money coming in now yeah. from the from IMSA for the prototypes. Yeah, baby. So who knows? I mean that not gonna rule anything out. But yeah. they just a couple more Netflix shows.
2: <laughs> we'll be fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, we should talk about Ray Holland. Because aside from Jack Harvey, they did have a good weekend this, this weekend.
2: Yeah, I saw Wingard up there. Uh, <laughs> who was it that I saw that had like one of the all-time saves? I don't think it was Ray Hall-Waterman-Lanagan guy, though. Oh, uh, you know what? It was Will Power. Well, Where did Wingard finish?
1: Uh, he finished in 7th. That's pretty dang good. Yeah, Wungard. and Graham finished 11th. And Graham had a blocking penalty, which I don't know if they even showed on TV. Um, I think they did.
2: I don't remember. I think it. I remember seeing it. Because I was like, why are they talking about Graham? <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then I was like, oh, it's a penalty. Um, but yeah, I mean, they like they weren't the fastest cars all weekend. Lungard was competitive. He was up there beating and banging with Newgarden there for a little while. Yeah. I I mean, I know I said last week that they needed a win. <laughs> <laughs> But it was a good solid weekend. Yeah. So you're right, Tanner. You I right. just can't believe you had you didn't see this willpower recovery.
2: This was like seriously one of the. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and pull it up here on on the YouTube.
1: I I probably saw it. I don't totally remember it. In terms of willpower things that happened this weekend, <laughs> yeah, that's very low on the list. I mean,
2: yeah, you know, it's not even gonna come up. It's all just gonna be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be the double birds, maybe. yeah.
1: Um, Which do you know the the willpower Double Birds backstory? No.
2: Well, I mean, I saw. I mean, I saw the crash.
1: Um, but but willpower has a very noted history with double metal fingers. Yes, I did not know this. So I think it was 2011. It was either 2010 or 2011. IndyCar had a race at New Hampshire international speedway or whatever it's called a lot of people there um i think it was like a halfway decent crowd but it was like raining on and off kind of all day and it's an oval so they can't race in the rain they're on slicks yeah um it started to there was a yellow and it started to sprinkle or whatever and they decided to it was towards the end of the race they tried to go back to green And, like, five cars wrecked on the front stretch coming to the green flag. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, IndyCar only lasted one year, I think. But we're doing double file restarts. Um, And, yeah, a bunch of people wrecked. And they ended up, including Will Power. um, And they ended up, like, going back to before the restart and ending the race. (laughs) And that Will Power was furious. And was, like, like... Just stomping back to either his trailer or, you know, whatever. And the camera's following him as he's walking through, you know, behind pit lane. And he just stops and, like, (laughs) just, uh, like, as aggressive as you can possibly be, (laughs) like, giving someone the finger. He flips the double birds to the camera. Well, it was to someone, it was probably Brian Barnhart, who was Ukraine, was yeah. the race director at that point oh. in time, who decided, or it was just someone from IndyCar, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it's, you'll, if you spend enough time on IndyCar Twitter, you will see that picture. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you're
2: going to pull it up right well, now? Well,
1: if I pull it up, it'll probably all be from this weekend, but
2: yeah, I mean, that's not surprising. Um, well, especially in the 100 Days to Indy show, I feel like it highlighted, uh, that he has, uh, you know, (laughs) look at that. (laughs) He's such a young man there. Yeah. It was a long time ago. (laughs) It's almost like comical, this face. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's just so exaggerated. (laughs) Yeah. But I, I mean, uh, I think it was highlighted in "100 in Days to Indy" how you know how passionate he is about this stuff. Yeah, uh, and competitive mm-hmm. in, in in a different way. I, I really sympathize with him. Like I a lot. I feel like I'm the same kind of dude. <laughs> uh, so so when he got out of the car and he walked, like he wanted to hit Dixon in the face. He, I mean, he did shove him. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I could totally get where he's coming from. And then yeah. he comes back later, and he's like, yeah, Grosjean deserves to get hit in the face. <laughs> Me and Will Power
1: are like, you know. Yeah, you guys we're, are. You're we're two, in the same lane. Two peas in a pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys, I think you guys would like each other. I think you guys would get along. Probably, probably. There'd yeah. be a mutual understanding, I think. Yeah,
2: I mean, I'm a Lungard guy all through and through right now. Will powers.
1: He's a solid second. I like him more than I used to. I used to not. I I used to not like him at all. Like I couldn't stand him. Yeah, it just drove me nuts for whatever reason. But yeah, I'm coming around on him a little bit. Yeah, the hundred days to indie episode did help a little bit. Uh, it was such a heartbreaking show. Yeah, I mean, do feel bad for him. His wife is going through all this stuff.
2: I'm sure she's still got some. She's still doing
1: stuff right now for that. You oh know. I'm sure um, so wasn't the 500 like the first race she had been to in person in yeah. like, over a year yeah which, yeah. I mean she would always they would anytime he was up front they would always show her on TV because she'd be chewing the water bottle you know yeah yeah That she talked about that on the show which yeah. I didn't get I kept just looking at all these
2: Evian water bottles and I was <laughs> like this guy's <laughs> really an <into> Evian <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then she's like oh yeah yeah. <laughs> turns turns out his wife is like OCD. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I get, I mean, I did that when I was growing up. I guess um, everyone's got their thing. Yeah. You know. It's
1: a, it's a very specific and distinct thing, but it's
0: yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's. I mean, we're talking about
2: a sport where they like. The biggest race of the year, the guy finishes and he pours milk on his face.
1: So. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Without context, that I'm sure seems very strange for yeah. a lot of people. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> you talk to like someone who had never watched IndyCar before, be like, what the hell? Why is the guy pouring milk on his face?
0: Yeah. But it
1: gets it gets people talking. It's something to. We, we spent to...
2: several minutes right here.
0: <laughs> Did we? Maybe not minutes, but, you know, moments. Yeah, we've definitely talked talked about
1: it. Let's talk about Grosjean a little more. Yeah. We didn't really get into him too much.
3: What did he finish?
1: Oh, he was way back there. Yeah. He he was, like, like, 25th. 25th out of 27? He was only one lap down. I mean... You couldn't have asked for a Worst Weekend. No. That was... Yeah. Awful from start to finish.
2: I mean, I don't know what is going on. Uh, Because he... I don't... I don't believe Grosjean is this bad.
1: As much as I don't like
2: Grosjean, I don't think he's this bad.
1: No, but I mean, you can be fast. You still need to finish races. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Like, bottom line, he's not getting it done. Yeah. He, He really is not. And... Andretti has not had the easiest year, clearly. Mm -hmm. At some point, I think if you're Michael, you have to question whether or not he's worth having around. Because how many cars has he wrecked this year? How many terrible finishes has he had this year? And he
2: doesn't help himself when he gets out of the car and he starts yelling at his crew. Mm -hmm. Which is what really drives me
1: nuts. Yeah. Because it's just unprofessional. Yeah. Um, He's... He's passionate. He's a Frenchman. It's okay to be passionate. It's
2: just, <laughs> you know, if they maybe he apologizes to his group after every single
1: race. <laughs> what do I know? What if maybe he buys them a case? I guess I guess wine's more the French thing. But what if, what if he buys everyone a nice bottle of wine after every race? What if they're all like cool with it with him? This is
2: a lot of speculation, but I mean, then I guess that's fine. But like, I would not be if I. If, if you're going to work for these guys in the pits. Yeah. You're going. You're doing your job. Yeah. You don't expect to be in an environment. Maybe you do occasionally. Even me, like I'm gonna If Someone wants to yell at me about something occasionally. I can take that. Yeah. Um. But like someone was yelling at me uh, once a week, <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably be a little upset with them. And, you know, maybe I don't tighten that lug not as, as tight as I should. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> but on the flip side of that, accounting isn't competitive. You know what I mean? Like, you're not getting paid on on... How well you do your accounting. I mean, you are, but like not against, like, versus someone else. Like, they're not pitting you against the other accountants at your company.
2: Not in a clearly tangible way, like
1: racing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, everyone wants to be, like, good at their job. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, Yeah. I get what you mean. I just wish, um,
2: I just wish Grosjean wasn't as a dick. Yeah, <laughs> the dude's just a jerk. He is. Um,
1: maybe I'll we'll get it together. I Probably. mean, he's how old is he? He's got to be. He's too. He's way past that point. If he's still yelling at his crew, like after he almost died in a car, yeah, <laughs> you're not. That's just the way he is. You're yeah. not changing.
2: Yeah, I mean, and there's just that's the thing. There's other guys like Ray Hall, and Ray Hall's the other side of the spectrum. I think where he's just
1: too calm, almost. But he's like very blunt. You know. Well, yeah.
2: Well, he's like, yeah, I suck today.
1: Well, yeah, but he's also like, you guys suck today. <laughs> yeah,
2: he'll <it'll laughs> tell everyone. Yeah, this was a team effort at sucking today. Yeah. But, like, he's almost too calm about it, though. You know what I mean? Like, he's just very, like, this is the facts. I do like a
0: little bit of fire.
1: I do think the fire is there for Graham. I do. Yeah? Yeah. I I haven't really seen it. I think it, he... I think he's very good at, like, presenting. Yeah, public facing. yeah yeah. Himself is, like, a calm, cool, collected... Sometimes when you hear him on the radio, he gets a little animated. Um... And like the guy also like sat on the side pod of his car and cried yes. <laughs> after he didn't make ninety five. five. That is true. So like clearly the emotion is there. Yeah, I think he's just very good at keeping it. And I mean, it might not necessarily like like come out like Joseph Newgarden. It's not like Joseph Newgarden's. You can tell he's passionate, mm-hmm. but it's not like he's out there yelling it. No people either
2: no and new garden's probably the most positive yeah like one of the most positive people i've ever seen (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know he just comes off track after like finishing like 18th or something of it yeah you know we just didn't have it today Mm -hmm. team's good car's good yeah today wasn't the right conditions
1: it is also easy to be confident when you drive for team but yeah and when you're yoked Yeah. Have a Disney princess as a wife. Yeah. (laughs) Live in Nashville.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's living in a different world
1: from us, Tyler. Uh, I love you, New Garden. (laughs) Um, Speaking of positivity, I do want to shout out Devlin and Stingray, too. I know you wanted to shout out Stingray, but Devlin was up in the top 10 on pace this week and i i think that's the first time that's happened yeah i mean he's been finishing the races right yeah i mean he, yeah yeah a
2: couple of dnfs but yeah um top 10 yeah it's pretty unheard of so i hope him and his irish accent are you know he's found the lucky charm italian yeah but he sounds irish he's like
1: <laughs> italian canadian or something <laughs> But yeah, it was it was a good it was good to see him up there. i was, like I was genuinely excited when he was up there, kind of fighting with some people. Unfortunately, it didn't pan out for him.
3: <laughs> yeah, because yeah.
1: he still finished towards the back. He finished 23rd, eesh. last guy in the lead lap. But he did get forced off. It wasn't like it was totally his fault. And then I'm sure something else happened along the way. But
2: yeah, and so I mean. Good for him and good for uh, Stingray Rob. Stingray, there was a couple, there was Stingray and Armstrong, I think, where uh, both of those guys, what were what was it the, uh, I can't remember what turn that was, but they both spun out. Oh, uh, the kink? Or the carousel. The carousel. Yeah. Um, they both spun out at the carousel and Stingray looked like he was about to crash. Yeah. And this was with like two left
0: yeah
1: well then armstrong that was like a lap later right yeah yeah
2: and uh i was just so happy to not see him totally mess it up yeah me too keep the car intact. he
1: definitely needed that i'm sure i did you see an interview with them at all after the race or anything no i didn't didn't know
2: i don't know if they did
1: yeah this is like
2: his first race where he didn't dnf in like (laughs) almost all season
1: yeah, I think since Long Beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Which feels like it was a year ago. <laughs> uh,
2: I'm surprised no one got a mic in front of his face. I'm sure someone did.
1: I mean, he still finished 22nd. 22nd's <laughs> better than not finishing. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. Just a good weekend for both of them. It's good to see, you know. For both of them to have something positive to build off of, I think. Yeah, and I think so. Hopefully it leads to a little bit more. Stingray,
2: I would love for Stingray to be good at this sport. <laughs> I think this sport <laughs> deserves Stingray to be good. So hopefully it gets it together, man.
1: Yeah. Well, just needs to string a couple together. And I think we can get going in the right direction. The thing about being at Dale Coyne, too, is that every once in a while, they just pull a rabbit out of the hat, strategy-wise, and, like, make something happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dale Coyne, I, it was, I don't know how long the team had been around. It was, like, 20 years and hadn't had a win. And then Justin Wilson was there and finally won. And then after that, they proceeded to have, like, a handful Maybe not a handful, but Justin Wilson won again with them. And, um, this guy, Carlos Suertas, who I've talked about before, won at Houston. That was like total strategy. Like, yeah, it just rained at the right time kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you never know what can happen when you're a Dale Coyne driver. All right. There's always, there's an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do need to talk about Renus and that we can get into the race control discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> what, did, what what did you think of Arenas's weekend?
2: So, I mean, I saw the unsafe release. That's what sticks out to me the most. Um, what other instances were there
1: of him? Um, I mean, he, I wouldn't say he ruined Felix's race because I think ultimately Felix ruined Felix's race. Cause he was able to drive back from it mm-hmm. but he just dove in on felix at turn three and spun him out yeah um and then i think he was just kind of scrapping with people throughout from what i remember yeah yeah he seemed like a little bit of a dirty
2: maybe not dirty driver but uh you know just just reckless yeah yeah maybe he's anxious he wants that win he did so well at
1: indy yeah um well yeah, we do we should talk about Ryan Hunter Ray too coming in at ECR. Yeah. I, think, I wonder if he did feel like he had a better race car this week and was just like trying to make something happen. You know?
2: Yeah, I mean I don't think it's an easy task to I mean he's he's probably been somewhat trained. Right. Mm-hmm. He's been he's been going through because he was he he was planning to run Indy. Mm hmm. So uh he's not coming in totally cold. But uh yeah, I mean it was cool to see him out there. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of like Ryan Hunter Ray fans, aren't there?
1: Well, he was with Andretti forever, yeah, for like over ten years. And he, well, I mean, Grosjean essentially booted him out of the ride because he was in the DHL car. Okay, um, and like twenty, he's the DHL car is twenty eight because Ryan it's has some sort of uh, it's like. Brian Hunter Ray's mom had cancer, and like tw- it's like 28 million people have been diagnosed or like survived. And Grosjean took that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it was Andretti's car. Like, yeah. Andretti owns it. But that's kind of, I think, the backstory behind why he picked that number. Interesting. And But Grosjean didn't pick another number. No. Well, I think it was just, now it's all kind of tied. like To... Well, I mean, they ACR. have like 26, 27, 28.
0: Yeah. Randy, sorry. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah.
0: So. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what to expect out of Ryan hunter Ray. It's funny, like that he wasn't even in Like, was he in a hundred days, Indy? Maybe
1: it was for, like five minutes. Um. Like, I don't really know that guy. No, he. I don't think he was in a hundred days, Cindy. I mean, he's been like that's he's been out of it full time for two years. He didn't race at the five hundred last year either. Hmm. Um. From what I can remember, maybe I'm remembering that wrong. I don't think so, but yeah, just after after taking over for Connor Daly, I mean, it did seem like I mean he moved up like ten spots. He started last because he had some sort of issue in qualifying, and it seemed like you know he did fairly well. I'm hoping that it turns into something for ECR that it's worth it. And um, Nathan Brown at the Indy Star had an article after the weekend about. Right? Yeah. And it sounds like it's like for the rest of the year. I would assume so.
2: Yeah. Right? I mean they would they wouldn't change it like two times.
1: But. I mean it wouldn't be unheard of. Just to maybe get someone in the seat to see if they'd be better yeah. fit. You know, yeah. That's interesting. But, but yeah. I, I I would be happy to see him or or stick around. I don't
2: I'm expecting him to. As a newcomer. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> but that, that that's what I'm
1: expecting. I don't know. I'm just like, okay, this is the guy for you know,
2: yeah. Ed Carpenter.
1: But well, this kind of we got sidetracked here, but race control, what what do you make of that? Is like do you feel like it's dirty racing? Do you feel like it's the Wild West out there? What's your reaction to kind of the lack of calls? I feel like it's inconsistent. Um, yeah. Which is worrisome. Yeah. Uh,
2: because I see calls for blocking, I see calls for unsafe release. Um, I'm not going to lie, I don't know 100% of the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes it feels like Hinch, Townsend, and Diffie don't know yeah. <laughs> when the rules should be applied, which uh, is is not Great for the sport, either. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just a big controversy with the White Sox and the baseball rule that happened. And that is not going over well. Yeah. Um, the commentators, not you know, knowing or not knowing or application of the rules. It's it's very. I don't know. It's. I feel like I don't want this to become F one. Yeah, where they're inserting themselves
1: all the time. But at the same time, if there's something totally dirty, like, you need to. Well, to me, it seems like the opposite. Like, they're not inserting themselves when they should be. Yeah. Like, I mean, Felix and Renus, for example. Yeah. Like, that's clearly avoidable contact. Like, Renus had no shot at making that pass and making that corner mm-hmm. without hitting Felix. Yeah, he was way right behind
2: him. Yeah. He was and not it, even close.
1: And it could have ruined could have ruined Felix's race. Like mm-hmm. that could have ended his day. Yeah. I mean, he like if he gets stuck in in the gravel and he needs to get towed out, he goes a lap or two down and is his it? race is over. So I you do need to penalize that, I think. I like and I, your point about the Commentators not knowing the rules. I think they know the rules. I think they just. Well, yeah, they don't know when it's being applied. Yes, which isn't their fault. Yeah, like that's nothing they can do if race control is inconsistently applying the rules, Mm -hmm. which is I I think is the case. I mean, I, I guess I wouldn't say it's necessarily inconsistent, but it's like been consistently absent.
3: I think. Like,
2: yeah, yeah, definitely consistently absent, but also when they apply it, I don't understand. I don't know. As a newcomer yeah. to the sport, I just don't... I totally don't get what IndyCar does when in terms of rule enforcement. Because there's times where I'm like, wow, this guy just ran this dude into a wall. Yeah. And there's nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, there's... I know there's, like, the blocking rule is you can't move in reaction to the guy behind you. So... If you are, you know, running down the backstretch from turn three to turn five, or I guess that's, I don't know if you want to call that the backstretch, but it wrote America. And, you know, if you're Alexander Rossi and, or I guess Pato Award, for example, it like and Santino Ferrucci's coming up behind you, he's got the draft and pops out to the right. And Pato moves over to the right after Santino already moves over that's in reaction to right so like i get that like that's pretty i think pretty cut and dry i think that's easy to spot and i do feel like they have been calling that well like when i think about that i think about
2: uh you remember that last turn of uh the 500 when Mm -hmm. new garden kind of went into the pit entrance almost
1: Mm -hmm. is that blocking no because that's proactive. Yeah. Like, Erickson didn't move down there first. Newgard moved down there first. And Erickson is following him to try and keep the draft. Okay. So, that, I I have no problem with that. I think it's dangerous. Uh, yeah. In, just in the particular <laughs> scary, yeah. instance at Indy. Um, and I do think they should say like, you know, you can't go past the pit wall. Yeah. Like inside of the pit wall. Yeah, I know. Um yeah, that's a separate discussion. We don't <laughs> need to get into that right now. Um but like that wasn't against the rules this year. Yeah. So like nothing there was Yeah illegal. Pro- yeah. Proactive. I can understand. Problematic that. probably, but <laughs> but not like yeah. against the rules. So yeah. I, it does seem like they're they're calling most stuff, but I think they're letting contact go. Yeah, right. for the most part, I think they're trying to claim a lot more things
2: are racing incidents. When yeah, it's like it might not be.
1: Which I mean, I also don't want them to like no yeah. over litigate everything yeah. and like drag everything down. Like F one can sometimes. Yeah, let people race. Yeah, yeah. But when you're spinning people out from contact when you're not even to their rear tire. <laughs> yeah. Like that's obviously something you need to call. Mm-hmm. And it's concerning that they didn't call that. Also, I don't know if you saw the video of Jack Harvey jump in the start. Oh yeah. They didn't call that either. Yeah. Which is weird. Cause like, uh, I think Henshaw at least called it out or Townsend. Mm-hmm. Um, when well, Scotty Mack was calling it out on, Twitter yeah. afterwards. I don't yeah. know if you saw that. Yeah, too. I saw that.
2: Where it was like, yeah, this is ridiculous. Because or... it... Yeah. It's Queer's Day. <laughs> yeah. It was obvious. <laughs> yeah. That... yeah. He just pulls else... up to the left and it just floors it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which, yeah, we didn't talk about Harvey at all, but another rough weekend for him. Do you Do you think he makes it to the end of the year? Where'd he finish? Uh, Towards so... the back. 26th. Ooh. Well, he went on that restart. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, but they didn't even make it to the restart. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I you know I don't really know. I feel like Ray Hall, Waterman, Lanigan's kind of grew to stick with people.
1: Maybe I'm wrong. I, I I just I don't know like what they're getting out of it at this point. I no, feel no, really I think... bad. I really want Jack Harvey to do well. Can you, well, if they get rid
2: of him, you're now getting rid of the guy that bumped Ray
3: Yeah,
1: but that's... Said and done. Yeah, that that shouldn't, like, the shouldn't optics be. of that. I, I don't even think anyone, anyone who knows the sport is not going to be like, well, he made the Indy 500, Graham didn't. Shouldn't Jack have that seat, and Graham should be the one that's getting booted out of his ride? Like, no one reasonable is going to say that, in my opinion.
2: I don't know, I guess you guys, you hardcore IndyCar fans, always
1: weigh the law down on me <laughs> in
2: terms of the Indy five hundred. So I am trying to
1: piece it all together. I mean, the the five hundred is important, but like, there is also sixteen other races. Yeah if, yeah, yeah, if and it's not like I mean, he made the
2: race, but he by like. Not Literally like it, the smallest margin ever.
1: Yeah, and it's not like he really did a whole lot during the race. No, no, he didn't do anything. during the race.
3: Yeah, so
1: <laughs> I think if you're finishing, I mean, even he had a, he was in the Firestone Fast Six for the the GMR Grand Prix, and he still finished like twentieth. Like, I, if yeah, Connor Daly, who's bringing sponsorship. Has a shorter leash. Jack Harvey should have a leash. Yeah. yeah, I hate to say it, I really do. I mean, it is what it
2: is. Uh, maybe he doesn't finish the year. Then who do you? I don't, I don't. I don't even want to speculate who you bring in because there's just so. No, I have no clue. So many. Connor Daly. <laughs> Connor. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know.
1: Maybe. Maybe, maybe Dan, Danny. Danny. I can't see that happening.
2: but God, I just want Danny Rick and IndyCar so bad. I don't think he'd do it. It's a match made in heaven. I think he'd do it.
1: I think he wants to go to NASCAR, and that would be the only way
2: he would. He said he would never do ovals. He said something. He said he was like, those things scare the bleep out of me. They all say that, and then they'd go do it. Grosjean almost killed himself, and then he decided he was going to go do something more dangerous. Well, so. he also
1: didn't do ovals his first year. No. And then he was like, Oh, I probably should do these. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the risk. <rest. laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it turned out. But they always talk about how dangerous they are. Like it's just, I mean they A are car dangerous. going at two hundred miles an hour is a car going at two hundred miles an hour. It's like Formula One cars are ju- like just as dangerous, if not more dangerous. But they don't go on a in the form. No, but you're still doing at the end of the straight at Baku, they're still doing 220 miles an hour or whatever. Yeah, but you're not doing that for the entire race. I know, but like F1 cars aren't designed to like. Do that. Yeah. Like they're not built for that. They're built for going 100 and whatever in corners. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I personally feel like. There's no real difference. You're still going 220 miles an hour.
2: Like, well, you're arguing with yourself here. Because I feel like when I first started getting into this, you're
1: like, "Dude, this is the danger zone." And now, no. ah, no, I mean, it, like, all racing is dangerous. I don't think part of the appeal is that it is dangerous. Like, it's exciting because it's like on the edge. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, I, I'm not like. I don't want people to get injured. I don't want people to get hurt. Like, no one wants that. But that is part of the excitement. That is part of the selling point. Right now? Well, no. Not that, like, it could happen. I don't feel like that's part of the selling point. Like, I think that's totally part of the selling point.
2: We get Drive to Survive. They have, they pitched, like, a whole season off of Grosjean. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, it's, like... It's cool to see people doing things that are like on the edge like that mm-hmm. no one wants to see people go over the edge yes yeah but walking in the tightrope yeah like sure there is something compelling about that and seeing people being able to do that like seeing someone i couldn't run ninety five hundred. indy 500 mm-hmm. i there's no way yeah i get nervous doing 70 on <laughs> like through the loop <laughs> <laughs> you know with like Four other cars around me, like no way I could run the Indy Five Hundred. I would not. Ne- I would never make it. Yeah. And these guys are doing it, and they have no second thoughts. Mm-hmm. And they're getting closer to another car, also traveling 220 miles an hour, than I would ever get to another car going 25 miles an hour. Yeah. You know, I I do think it is a selling point, though. I'm not gonna lie. For better or worse, the danger of the sport is. Selling point. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I don't. And they think market it like that. They do, which they probably shouldn't. But, but like, it's not like people are dying in IndyCar left and right.
2: No, it's it's here and
1: there. Yeah, but it happens. I uh, do well, Yeah, I guess technically, yeah. yeah, it doesn't happen in a long time. What? What's a long time for you? 15? Which years? is the last time someone died in? Have fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still not that
2: long ago. I mean, I think about like other sports where players have died. I mean well
1: <laughs> someone almost died
2: on an NFL field this year, so And the other thing about NFL is like those guys die in droves like twenty years later. Yes. <laughs> like it's just not right then. <laughs>
1: yeah. So but
0: we we don't talk about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I obviously the the danger is a like part of what makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. That's not why I watch it.
2: That's not why I watch it. Either. But that is, I want to make sure that people, you know, the, the voice is there. That is the selling point. That's what. That's part of what they're doing. Well, yeah. I, I mean, the, I mean, I don't look know. at. I look at Star Wars, I look at pod racing, so many people die. Anakin Skywalker's the only one, he's the only human that
1: can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's also not real.
2: (laughs) But George, George drew upon F1 and IndyCar
1: when he was making that. Well, in the 50s, people were dying left and right in (laughs) IndyCar and Formula One. In all racing, people people were dying constantly. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, people in cars are <laughs> <We're> dying constantly. <laughs> yes. But I don't think people are tuning into it because it's dangerous.
0: No.
2: No. Some people at the Indy 500, though,
1: are like, they're there because they're like, oh, crap, we could see something. There's some no, a certain portion of the people there. I don't think so. I really don't. Because when you see it happen in person... Yeah, it's horrifying. It's different. Yeah. It's scarring. Yeah, and so I don't think – I think you're overestimating how much people think about that. And when something like that does happen, it does – it affects me. I think it should affect everyone. Well, it it does. I think it – I really do think it does. (laughs) Really. Did that make any sense? It did, it did. I Like – I mean, people are still. People don't want to go back to Pocono because Robert Wickens got paralyzed. Mm-hmm. People don't want to go back to Vegas because Dan Weldon died there. Hundreds of people have died at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway racing cars. Granted, that's over 110 years, mm-hmm. but like it's just part of the deal. If you want, if you want people to be going as fast as they can, if you want people on the edge. And and to see humans, like, pushing the limit Mm -hmm. of what a person can do, that's just part of it.
2: Yeah. It is. I think it's fair. I agree. I'm just saying it's part of the marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, that that was... I wasn't planning on talking about that. Yeah, neither
2: was I. But, you know, we're here in Chicago... You know, drinking beers, yeah. late night,
1: <laughs> live. Well, to change the subject, what did you think of Road America as a whole? Like the the track?
2: I thought it was like my one of my favorites. Um, it's hard for, like I, I want to say it's my favorite, but I look at Long Beach and that looks really fun. Uh, and I'll definitely be, I'll be there next year. Road America for sure. Um, I want to go. That's why I'm, I'm not going
1: to miss it. It's one of the tracks that I have not been to. That I, it's high on my list. Yeah, it looks so fun. Yeah, uh, and I, I enjoyed it a lot
2: more in Detroit. I thought the hills were cool. I thought the forest was cool. I thought the kink with the little beach was cool. Um, <laughs> There's so many parts to it where I was like, I need to be there. Um, you know, I just had other plans this weekend. I was, I was, I was just canoeing the Wisconsin River. So.
1: I wanna, I wanna go for the brats. <laughs> That's right.
2: You know, Wisconsin's got good brats. They got so much cheese. Sanzio, where's that from? Is that what is that Sanzio? It's, it's like a trucking company.
1: No, it's. Um, I don't know if they make like, like clear bras, like paint protection film. I think maybe I don't know. Mm. I it's don't, some sort of vehicle maintenance or protection. Family.
2: Sargento uh, is a sponsor of something there. One of the bridges. Yeah, and Sargento's a cheese. Yes. And I'm a big cheese.
1: The Sargento cheese family yeah. is yeah, an yeah, inside yeah. joke in my family. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> Not going not gonna to explain.
2: I love it. Wisconsin, so uh, I, I will definitely be there next year. Yeah. 100%. I'll probably be there all
1: weekend if I can. I, it se- It seems like camping's the way to go there. I don't know. I'm, I, might, I might book a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it would be fun to camp. Yeah. But if you had a camper.
2: It's just sweaty, you know. Yeah. Being out there. Like, I mean, it's an experience. If you had a camper with a shower. A camper, sure. But tent camping, if they have like a campground with a the shower there, maybe. But you're literally at the track the entire weekend. Yeah, kind of cool. Like yeah, you
1: literally wake
2: up you and sleep. there's cars on track. Yeah. yeah, you wake up, you wake up to Grosjean standing over you with a baguette
1: and a <laughs> croissant. <laughs> okay, maybe I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I it's certainly high on my list. It does look like so
2: much. Fun. I'm, I'm 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 there, dude. I'm sold. I got. I was so excited watching this race. I don't know. It's maybe it's because I can see it. I can visualize it fact that i was in the same state as it happening honestly uh as a as a fan coming from f1 it kind of excites me maybe a little bit more than indy once you go to indy
1: yeah i'm sure it's different but the racing does seem so good Mm -hmm. just like we're on when i'm watching on tv you're only seeing whatever tv shows you like I feel like there was way more going on that we did not see. It was a huge pack. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone was grouped up. Yeah. So, there's a, there's just too
2: much to follow at some points.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I feel like it didn't, no one checked out. I mean, I guess Pillow kind of did a little bit at the end, but I do feel like the repave kind of helped keep everyone together. Uh-huh. 100%, man. So, I feel like next year will be similar. Probably. Do you have any complaints about the broadcast? Because I have one specific one. There's nothing, like, specific. I thought Hinch did a pretty good job.
2: Sometimes it feels like he's speaking to me directly. Because, <laughs> like, there's just stuff going on where I'm like, oh, that, what's that? And he's like, yeah. then suddenly he'll explain it. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, he's just got he's one of those guys he's got a really good natural tendency to understand what the audience is thinking or what mm-hmm. the audience is wanting and explaining that in a really concise way. Um so again, i my praise to Hinch, like they need to keep that dude around. He's just
1: really good at his job. He is really good. Yeah. Um I last year I felt like it kinda took him a little while to get into the swing of things. I feel like he's really hitting his stride this year. Um, And yeah, it does seem like he just has a knack for communicating complex concepts or ideas in like a succinct way. My one complaint from this weekend was the Helicam. Did you, did you notice that at all? Did that stand out to you?
2: It's driving me nuts. Um, the helicam, so the helicopter flying over. Yeah, was it not following it as quickly as it should? Or,
1: well, no, it it was following, and like was able to keep up and everything. It wasn't like a, like an actual from a. I guess it was. Well, I mean, it was from a viewer's perspective. The thing that drove me nuts is that it was impossible to tell who was who. And they used it, like, the whole first lap. And I was like, someone's passing someone, but I have no idea who it is. (laughs) And it was driving me nuts.
2: There was a couple times where I was like... And and it wasn't just with the Helicam, where I, like, people have different liveries during this race. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was like, please put a graphic on the screen telling me who that is. Because... You know, I can't always see the number. Yeah. Um. And as a newcomer, I can always denote it as you know, yeah. hello or whoever. Yeah. Um. I remember that specifically happening a couple times where I was like, "Wow, uh, who's this green guy?" <laughs> <laughs> um. And uh. And yeah, so I can I can totally understand that, especially from like the bird's eye view perspective.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was just frustrating to me because it it is useful in that you can see a a bigger portion of the field and what's happening. But that doesn't matter if you don't know who's who. Yeah. So, like, you had no context for any of the passes on track that Mm -hmm. you saw while they were using that camera. So, I don't know. I, I feel like they haven't used that at all this year. I feel like that was, like, specific... For, to this race, for whatever reason, I hope that doesn't. Well, if they do, they I... should just include better graphics. Well, yeah, but I mean, like on a live shot, I feel like it's hard to, I don't know. Well, I mean, other sports do it, but other sports have more money, so. Well, fair. yeah, and it's it is a Sox game if they're like pointing to the right fielder, like they know who's in right field. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a lot easier to. You don't have everyone scrambled up. Like, you know who is where. You also, I, don't know, I would argue, you also
2: know what it looks like when someone's overtaking. And you can create a rectangle, type the name in, <laughs> and throw it over there. All right, Mr. TV producer, why don't you do it? <laughs> Listen, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the people work very hard over
1: there. But I, I, These these are my standards. So, I don't know. My point is it's constantly changing. So, it's it's not like it's not like yes, at the start of the race everyone's in order, but it immediately changes. Like no one is in the same spot that they were when it started. Yeah. Which is different from any other sport except F1. Well, F1 has a bazillion dollars, so I don't care about F1. <laughs> I'm they just saying, this
2: is where I'm coming from.
1: But, well, <laughs> yeah, but you're fucking spoiled. You're a spoiled brat.
2: <laughs> you're going to have to watch and learn the numbers like everyone
1: else. If you're going to watch the <laughs> shitty-ass broadcast you're going to like it. It's not, it's not a bad broadcast. I, they do a good job. NBC, I think... Overall, they—I think it's pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I
2: just—I hope they get more funding somehow, somewhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold
2: your breath. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm sure you've been saying that your whole
0: life. So.
1: Yeah, uh, it's better than when it was on. Versus. Yeah. Which was NBC Sportsnet. Yeah, before it was NBC Sports
2: and Versus. I remember that channel.
1: I remember
0: when NHL was on there.
2: Yeah. What a crazy time! Yeah, what
1: was that like? That was like two years. the thing probably that died before it even started. Really. Versus was around a while. Yeah, it was probably four or five years. But then NBC bought it and yeah. just turned it into NBC Sportsnet, which is now no longer around. Who still was- have in Chicago? Well, that's like the local. The local. Yeah. Like, that's NBC Sports Chicago. Man. Yeah, literally NBC Sports Network. Huh. It was a different... It was like ESPN. Yeah. It was straight up sports. Yeah, that's funny, man. Versus.
0: You're
2: bringing
1: back memories.
3: Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't remember when that started. They split between ESPN and Versus. And that's how the whole NBC thing started. Because then NBC and... Versus started to get more races. And then at some point it was just ABC had St. Pete and like the season opener in the 500. And that was it. Wow. Everything else was on NBC. Well, NBC Sportsnet, not even NBC proper.
2: And now it's all on Peacock. Well, it's all on NBC. Yeah. But like, there's a lot of other stuff on Peacock. I don't know. They, they
1: put a lot of there. I don't know why. Well, I think they put everything on there. I think eventually they want everyone to go there. I think that's kinda of the long game they're playing. Is that they want it to broadcast anymore? Yeah. Yeah. That
2: it will literally literally be all streaming. Probably. We will see though. Um we'll see where things trend. I don't think you're any, I don't think you
0: gonna get all those old people streaming. Well no. I, I don't
1: even like streaming. They're not long for this world, so <laughs> <laughs>
2: eventually the tides will turn. Yeah. You know what also, uh, like, I feel like our predictions were not long for this world because they
1: quickly crumbled. Um, but we, we were close. We were on the right track.
2: Yeah. Um. I mean, I said Hurt I was going to win. Yeah. And, no. and that was pretty dang good because he, he, was, he was up there for a while until with bad strategy. Yeah. Um. And then I had uh, Willie P.,
0: well, yeah, that wasn't on a podium.
2: Yeah, real power, which uh, that was over before it started. Yeah, because he <laughs> crashed into a Dixon and
1: had to change his whole car. Yeah, yeah, that was not ideal. I mean, I, I, I picked Rossi, which he was fast in practice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I also said all McLaren podium, which obviously that did not pan out.
2: So you were thinking Pato um, Rossi and
1: Felix all on the podium,
2: like which in which
1: order? Pato Rossi, like one, two, three, like that. Well, if I had picked like I picked Rossi, so it would have been Rossi, oh, yeah. and then probably Pato and Felix. I don't know. I didn't like specify. Yeah, but they were all fast at various points throughout the weekend. Oh, no, for sure. And during the race, they were yeah. all fast during the race. I don't know what happened to Felix. Yeah. In the 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 last stint there, because. I mean, he had driven all the way back up into the top ten. McLarens just got a good good turn, but they just got good cars. They do. Yeah, I don't know. You just can't count on Felix to close, I guess. Yeah. Which. We'll see what happens with him. He'll be interesting.
2: You know, um, I think one of my favorite parts of this race was watching uh, the winner's circle. I always watch when I. Especially when I have the time, I'll watch, like, the entirety of the broadcast. mm mm-hmm. uh, And I like to watch the podium presentation and stuff like that. But Firehawk was really just stealing the show this time around. He <laughs> was like, hello. Well, like, just got out of the car, you know? Uh-huh. He jumps down. He accidentally stumbles into Chip. Um, and then they're interviewing him. And the camera guy is, like, zooming in on below. He's got, like, kind of the shot where it's just, like, the chest up. Mm-hmm. And you see Firehawk in the background, just kind of dancing back and forth. <laughs> yeah, stop and look. I don't know. He was stealing the show. I had a great time watching. People
1: were him. tweeting about it. Also, yeah. shout out Murderhawk on Twitter. Is that like Firehawk's brother? He it's someone on Twitter. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm following him on the on the Pod account.
2: Yeah, I'll check, check it, it out. Murderhawk. Murderhawk. Any relation to Firehawk? Well, yeah. I mean, it's like a parody account. Hell yeah! All right. Yeah. Well. Anything else you wanna say about this broadcast? About this race? No, I don't think so. No. Hey, it's a good recording in person. It's just good to see Thanks you. Thanks for man. hosting. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. It's good to see you too. <laughs> yeah. So well I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh I mean we're literally just two guys sitting here at kitchen table in Chicago talking.
1: Well, I should say we'll do a preview on Mid-Ohio next week.
2: We will do a preview on Mid-Ohio, which I almost went out to last year. Did not, but maybe we'll <laughs> at some point. So if you uh, enjoyed this podcast and you want to shoot us an email and get in contact with us, get in contact with us for any reason. Our email is 16streetpod at com. That's 16streetpod at gmail. Feel free to tweet at us or shoot us a DM telling us that we suck. At 16 Street, 16 Street Pod. Uh, this has been the 16th Street Scanner. I'm Tyler. That's AJ. Uh, please leave us a review if you feel so inclined. The uh, best way you can support the show is subscribing to us on our Substack. stack. Uh, that way we can know who you are. We can know where you're from. We can reach out to you. Know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we could just have a good old time. Uh, you know, I, eventually that Substack is gonna grow into something more than just the show. It's gonna be a, you know, we got big plans for that. So stuff's coming down the pipe. Maybe, maybe in the off season. Maybe a little bit later in the year when we have some more time. So, but uh, until then, shout out to Penny Wishes for our intro and outro music, and thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Uh, wish you all the best. Bye. Three, two, one.
3: I'm gonna win it!